Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Hold on, Pavel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hoping that we had a consoler in chief um, under Barack Obama, and many people may disagree with this. But I'm not listening to Glenn, who's counter-programmed the interview had, against the show on his network. That's a that's good thinking. Started with a shout out um, uh, to the people that were talking there, to Yahoo. Uh, got to it. We Yahoo hours News. For him right. To speak. Um, the Yahoo News? Yeah. The Yahoo News. Every time we have a school shooting, mm-hmm. it, it is... Mm-hmm. Is it live? It's live right now. He's, he's right around the corner. Should I just go over there and run through the so shot? That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Should I go? Yeah, yes, come on. So I don't think go, go, go. Yeah, go over there. Go, go, go. Just, is he, just actually, watch the is he actually just sitting there? Mm-hmm. Well, he's yeah, interrupted this show enough to where uh, you would think this would... <laughs> This is pretty reasonable to do. What I don't want, what we should do is sense the camera with him, but that would mean that one of our camera people yeah. would have to, you know, move, and they can't do that. They can't move from behind the Oh, camera. you can't expect anybody to, to no, move. I mean, that would have had to have been scheduled three weeks ago to make sure that we had a <laughs> camera person standing by to run three feet. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They got a shot at Stu's chair, though, his empty the chair. TV people are so pretty good right now. Yeah, they are. Oh, they hate me. <laughs> well, I mean, not just for this. But, what do you mean? Uh, I mean, they hate they hate you anyway. But oh yeah, but I was just I thought it was just this time. <sighs> no, bad mouth. no, it's it's always triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Did you find him, Stu? Or uh, you can't hear me yet. I don't think can you? I can, yeah, I, oh, I can you. hear you. We got you. Uh, yeah, I was uh, just tra- walking over, and then Glenn caught me uh, trying to get into the shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, uh-huh. now I don't he's... think that I, I don't. I really don't think doing you know. <laughs> Uh, uh, Howard Stern! Tricks are really where we were going as a company, but we were going to go into a Baba Booey yeah. uh, Baba sort Booey, of Baba Booey, Baba Booey. Uh, moment. Uh, but I dragged Glenn back here so we can. Uh, I mean, we were just trying to help since you were, you know, counter programming a live show on your network uh, with another I wasn't live interview. I, they just mm-hmm. asked. I said yes. I didn't know what time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything mm-hmm. about it. I swear, I'm uh-huh. not guilty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, so it was a financial interview. Uh, seemed like right. Was it? Was it about finance? It was about. Did um, you talk about the Russia thing? Oh, and yeah, yeah, Dana yeah. Rohrbacher. Yeah. And um, uh, what, she was. Uh, I don't know anything about her other than that either. interview. Yeah. Um, she is the financial reporter for um, Yahoo. Uh-huh. Um, she was very good. Very gracious. Um, uh, I hope I didn't say anything that, you know, made everybody <laughs> burn the earth down. But um, uh, she asked about, um, you know, his 
carrier? Should we be? Is this what an American economy mm. looks like? The government picking winners and losers? And I'm mm. like, no. And it wasn't right when Barack Obama did it. It's not right, right now. Yeah. Um, Good. And she's she said off the air and a little bit on the air, but we ran out of time. She's very concerned, as I am, with what the rhetoric is about uh, um, uh, China and mm. Russia. It's. Mm-hmm. Well, we're dealing in we're dealing in very dangerous ways uh, on this front. We talked about this as uh, so the show kind of started. We saw this. Maybe we could talk about it on radio tomorrow. The Washington Post has created an add on uh, an extension for Chrome, your browser, that when you go to buy something, it will tell you what the price would be if Donald Trump gets its way with tariffs. Oh, my gosh. Now. I, of course, love, as a free trade guy, love this, and people should but see they it. they would not they have would done it. never have done not it. Did they do this with chance. a tire tariff? From they China? do this with Obamacare? No. No, of course not. They, all of a sudden, after 100 years of liberals pushing the tariffs, now that there's a conservative, or, or a Republican at least, uh, who's pushing the tariffs, now they're all of a sudden in action and trying to stop tariffs. <laughs> the worst thing in the world. It is amazing. Well, it's weird because, in a way, I'm rooting for them. Because yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm glad they're doing. They've it, come to our side. Yeah, we should if, stop saying. Yep. we should stop allowing people to say we've Glenn Beck and the Glenn and Patton Stu and Jeffy. They've all moved. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Hmm. The left occupies our street. That's <laughs> 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 amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other amazing. thing they asked you about um, in the interview. One part that we caught was this whole rule about gen- that, that law that they passed a while ago. The fifth. Late yeah, they 40s. didn't ask about the law. They said, are you concerned that he's surrounding himself, himself with, with all these military people? Right. Mm-hmm. And it yes. clicked in my head what she's going for is a coup. Right. I think she's going for he's surrounding well, himself with military. Oh, right. Is yeah, he yeah, going yeah. to be a dictator? I think she never said that. No, that was the inference. I. So got. you didn't take it as her saying, like, should because the rule kind about of the, exists yeah, for that reason. Right. You yeah. don't want necessarily military running the military. You want civilians in control of the military because you don't want that. You don't want people working with people that they work with and, and having uh, you know that sort of influence. That's why they give you that seven-year window. And right? that rule exists yeah, yeah. for a reason. It's a seven-year window. Now they have overturned it once before, but he now has at least four, if not five, people she, they're talking she's, about. I think she said yeah. five. Yeah, I mean that's five. it's a lot. That's, a, that's an awful lot. Does so it bother I, you? And I change. I change. I said I see. I think I see where you're going, and I haven't even really thought of that. Yeah. Uh, but that would be concerning Boy, to no me. Kidding. I said, but um, what is concerning to me on this also is that. Studies have shown the worst congressmen and senators of all time, the most progressive senators on either side of the aisle, always end up being the long-term ex-military guys. Mm. John McCain. Yeah, Yeah. right, right, right. And it's because they come from the government, and they're used to the government doing everything and just getting it done, and they're used... So they're not the guys who are like, the free market can do that better. They don't know. Mm-hmm. They spent their whole mm-hmm. life in the military. Then they went to the government. So they have no outside experience. And I said, for a free market guy, that's not who I'd surround myself with. Mm. And, that, of course, that's not Donald Trump. So, uh, All right, Glenn, thank you. We'll thank you. you. you know, we have to go through another interview. After and then he's got, interview. The, uh, don't forget your phone that you don't never carry with you because it's not your phone probably. But This one is. 
Jonathan's. And by the way, uh, Doc Thompson's like out children. in the hall. He's going to interview you about the interview you just did. Who? Uh, Doc, Doc Thompson. Thompson. And then, and then he's waiting for you in the hall. Then Buck yeah, Sexton a, then flew I have down. A documentary team waiting. For then we have now, a meeting about the about the interview. And, yeah. then, you know, after, and we're going to do a you know, Facebook Live the on the meeting. I had yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, I finish everything, and they say you got to go in. You got to do this meeting. Blah 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 blah. And I finish the meeting, and I look at Michelle, and she said, uh, "You have a documentary film crew." Uh, in your oh. office, they need 45 minutes. So I'm like, I'm doing a documentary <laughs> film now, too. What? I don't even. So, what is this? It might be time <laughs> to fun. give everybody on the staff Ambien because I know mm-hmm. now how they used to feel about me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, Bob. Uh, AAA 727 Bank is the, uh, is the phone number. And speaking of him, uh, you know, he did another great vault uh, episode with, with the uh, pendulum guy. Um, oh, yeah, nice. This is uh, Glenn and Roy. Roy. Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Roy, is that right? Uh, they explain the theory behind the pendulum and where our country is headed. Uh, and it, it's uh, pretty interesting stuff. This guy, I really like this. Yeah, movie. you're a big fan of it. I'm a big fan mm-hmm. of the Roy Williams guy. Uh, and here they are using just the, uh, the vault chalkboard. So can I ask you, I was watching the debate. And as I'm watching these two, I see they're both like from a different era. They just don't fit. They're just, they're, they're inauthentic. And everybody says that authenticity is what everybody wants, but I don't think so. I think they want, they want, they want the truth. They want the truth is, authenticity is bigger than, you can't fake it, and it has to be surrounded by just be who you are and tell me the truth. I don't want all your fancy anything. The word you're looking for is transparency. See, authenticity is a word that doesn't really have a meaning. See, uh, let's say, as for the sake of the example, that Donald Trump is being very authentic. Let's say that he really he, is what he's pretending to be. Okay? I, I think he... So once again, authenticity is totally different than transparency. Correct. Transparency is pulling open the shirt and saying, I'll let you look at my heart. And he'll never do that. That's what I'm saying. So yes. transparency is, I will let you peek behind the curtain. I will let you see me at my moment of doubt or weakness. Right. Or... or, or and indecision. neither one will do that. That's the neither, point. Hillary Clinton blew it. When she didn't say, I'm sick, I'm sick. I, exactly. I, I, it's, right? like, it's like, I'm, I'm fighting pneumonia right now. Right. I need to, I need to right. take. Well, here's the thing. People would have forgiven that. There would have been no scandal. Right. Um, not that there was a scandal exactly. There would have been no news. The idea of transparency, when you start looking at millennials and you're saying, what do they want? Like any me generation, they're saying, don't. Tell me what you believe. Show me. Be the thing you say. So this is why I heard somebody say that what the churches are doing now, and I don't know where you stand politically, and I don't want to get into the sure, sure. but um, what the churches are doing now by excusing behavior because it's politically expedient right. will be a harder thing to overcome than the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker and the Jimmy Swagger because that was one individual. This is making people question, you don't mean it. Again, 
if you look at the Jim Baker and the Jimmy Swagger and all of that, where were we? Me. They were in a me. That was what happens to everything in a me. Right. You find yourself a superstar and they say, you know, let's just do this big thing together. Let's have a Christian theme park or whatever. Yes, right. And then they all take off and it was, yeah, let's do that thing. So in a me, those things happen. We take a good idea too far. And then in a, in a we, we take a good idea too far. And the, and the too far is what's called the witch hunt. Now, here's where we're headed. We were here in 2013. This is 2023. These years right here, coming up to 2023 and then back down to 2033, those are the years of the witch hunt. And this is whenever people are saying, hey, we were working together for the common good, but you know what? Some people aren't measuring up. They're not truly committed. And so I'm against them because they're not pure. And you know, Glenn, I think maybe the only two good people left are me and you. If you want to know the truth, lately I've been having my doubts about you. And so that's the witch hunt. And when nobody's measuring up and everybody's looking at somebody to blame. How do you diffuse that? How does the average individual, because I know everybody in America has felt that. Okay. Now, remember, 1943, there's two forces at work. You have um, a leader who's trying to hold things together. Winston Churchill, whom we have on the table. Yes. And we have Winston Churchill, and we also had FDR over here. But we also had, during those same years, who was the guy that if he didn't like you, he just branded you as a communist? Uh, McCarthy, that's later, yeah. but yeah. That was part of the witch hunt. He's like, oh, communist, communist, communist. You said something I didn't like, you're a communist. I'm going to prove you're a communist, and nobody's ever going to talk to you again. And you had the blacklist, and lives were destroyed. Witch hunt. We only do that, ever, at the zenith of a week. And so it's going to be right here. Now, can we get around it? Yeah. If people understand, and when you read Pendulum, the very tail end of the book, when we start wrapping it up and we move into the witch hunt, we're explaining it. Michael and I said our only goal in publishing this book is that people will do exactly what you've done. Read it and say, you know what? Dialogue is maybe more effective than ranting. Maybe talking about it and examining what people believe and trying to see where they're coming from is more productive and ends with a much better result than just trying to destroy the people who don't agree with you. And I'm saying that mutually assured destruction is never a good plan, Glenn. Who it just has, never is. Who have you found in history that has done that and survived? Okay. You mentioned Gandhi earlier. Okay. He didn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> The point is, remember, in a we, what does the hero do? He gives himself for the good of the group. Right. He doesn't come out of it as the king. Yeah. He comes out of it as the sacrifice. Right. And so this is where, in a we cycle, you'll see the strongest leader is the one who said, I'm willing to die on this mountain. Right. I'm willing to give this everything I have, even if it costs me everything. Now, look at the Founding Fathers. You know for a fact they all died destitute. Why? Because they were at the zenith of a we, and they said, no, we're willing to go the full distance. Our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred our honor. Our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. That's what leaders do in a we if they truly want to be leaders. But remember, what they did, Glenn, is they said, even though we have wildly different opinions... 
to the point of violence, we have wildly different opinions, deep-seated hatreds. We will always come together. We will always respect the process of interacting, and then we will come up with an answer, even if it means I don't get my way. It's like Lincoln said, I will stand with any man when he's right, and I will calmly walk away when he is not. Right. And meaning, I'll be your friend and we can come and go and we just will connect when we can, but I'm not going to make you my enemy. Right, exactly. And what I'm saying is that is the answer. And so is there a way to win? Yeah, it's by not trying to win decisively and totally. It's reconciliation. It's it Martin is. Luther King. It's, it's what I'm saying is, and you look at Martin Luther King. Now, even though it was in the early, early, early years past the tipping point, just the first few years into a me, he was formed in a we. All of his personality and all of his belief systems and everything he took into his final days was formed in a we. And then in a me, when people were ready for a leader to emerge, he emerged. And so now it's time for a me leader, but he was, de he was delivering all of his training in the we. But then he was saying, now we're going to do this differently. We're not going to fight. We're going to not fight. What a cool strategy yeah. to win by not fighting. And so I'm saying that if people think that through and if they have enough peace in their heart to say, that's worth a shot because I'm really tired of all the bickering and the feuding and the rage. And so let's just elect the person who seems like they're willing to listen and consider what everyone is saying. How important is faith in this? I'm a big believer in the separation of church and state. No, no, no. Hang on just a second. Um, couldn't be anybody bigger than our founders on the church separation of church and state. They were deeply religious, each in their own way. Um, and so that, as Franklin said, that gave us the uniting principles to be good and decent. Where France didn't have that, mm -hmm. uh, they went the opposite way. While we are in with uh, Lincoln, which is that's run by really by the Christians, mm -hmm. um, France and Germany and Europe goes to Marxism, which is godlessness. Same thing happens in the next we cycle. Mm -hmm. We still have enough faith and God in our community in the 30s that we hold together on those principles. When you lose faith when you have taken for instance the dadaist movement nothing means anything god is dead everything is gone that led to weimar which leads to national socialism can you do this without god can you stay can a society stay together without some uniting principle that says you have to love your neighbor now, here's the thing. The assumption here, Glenn, is that people are not capable of loving their neighbor unless they believe in God. Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. But it, as Franklin said, it helps. Was Roy saying there that you can be loving without believing in God? I don't think it's possible. No, because, I mean, I hope that's not what he was saying. <laughs> uh, it, it's a typical, um, uh, not that Roy was making it this way, but a very typical complaint of uh, atheists when they get yeah. sensitive. Yeah. Oh, 
wait a minute. If you're yeah, saying that God is I love, what are you saying? I can't love if I don't have God? <laughs> no. I can't have morals if I don't believe in God? Well, yeah, we're morals. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> uh, all right. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck. It is Pat and Stu. Did you know there's a cell phone company that actually not just says it, but encourages you to say Merry Christmas. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. yes. Uh, there is one <laughs> one out there. Patriot Mobile is a conservative, and they don't buy into the you know PC anti-Christmas nonsense. Yeah, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you'll get the latest devices, you get great plans, and 5% off, up to 5% off, uh, of your bill goes to the conservative cause of your choice, whether that's you know uh, NRA or FreedomWorks or whomever. Yeah, and like we've talked about uh, this for a while. It's a great company, uh, really good people. They support conservative. It's you know you want to do business with people that you know, have a, the same mindset as you, and, and you can mm-hmm. do that here. Um, but like, let me give you an example of the sort of plan you can get right now. You can get a, a free iPhone 5s or a Galaxy S5, which is really they should have really come up with better naming, considering the competing products. Uh, yeah. 5s and S5 is a little bit annoying. Yeah. But you can get that for forty-five dollars a month. With unlimited talk, text, and data. Jeez, I and love that's, that. That's great. I hate the limits on that because then you're paying overages and all that. So and we're just so big on social media to too. We run oh my data limits we're like crazy. Always running that up. <laughs> so that means you can you can say or text "Merry Christmas" as much as you want to your friends, to you, the to PC police, to <laughs> just to annoy them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, PatriotMobile.com/slash/blaze is the place to go. PatriotMobile.com/slash/blaze. When you get there, they're going to give you a fifty dollars credit. And they're going to waive the $35 activation fee with the promo code BLAZE. Okay. So if you're uh, an active duty military or a veteran, find out how you can get an additional 10% off as a thank you for your service to our nation. No, Jeffy, you can't have the discount. No. Because you didn't, didn't do invade. anything. Right. Why not? Because you, you didn't do anything. You didn't invade an island, the island of spice. No. You keep saying that, but I think you know the truth. <laughs> if I were to give, if we were to give Jeffy a map right now, do you think he could come close to where the where Grenada is? No, oh, it's right there. No, he would not. Let's stand together this holiday season and support conservative companies that share our values. It really is important. It's you know people talk about boycotts all the time. This is the opposite. You're not, you're not going negative on anybody. It's a boycott. It's a boycott. <laughs> I know that's why I didn't use the boycott. But I mean the point is, mm. why not support a company that support that supports your values? Go to patriotmobile.com/blaze. Patriotmobile.com/blaze right now. See, instead of boy, it's no, it's buy. buy. I, we got buy it. I think, I think they understood it. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over ten thousand dollars in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. Well, of course... Hi, it's uh, Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. Alex Jones, who's oh uh, yes, you know, terrific, huge fans. We in uh, in in virtually every way, he's he's uncovered so many conspiracies. Uh, <clears throat> I hate to call them that because they're not conspiracies once they're proven fact. Well, when they're out in the open, they're not conspiracies. Oh, right, either. that's um, right. And he busts them out in the open. And he he brings a lot of things out into the cold light of day. For instance, shrimp suicide. He's the one who. 
who brought that into the spotlight. Nobody knew about shrimp suicide. Shrimp swim right up to seagulls and ask to be eaten, and they in fact are. Um, uh, by, by the way, I would say shrimp aside is the shrimp aside is technical right term. now, and it, it was Alex who who uncovered it. Gay frogs. They're putting the water into the frog ponds. The, po- the frogs are drinking the water that's turning them gay. Uh, I wouldn't have known about that if not for Alex. Thank heaven. You know, thank heaven. The gold babies being consumed by the Bilderbergers and the Whataburgers and the bacon cheeseburgers. Didn't know about any of that until Alex uh, Jones. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot. I mean, Gulf of Tonkin, don't even get me started. 9-11, you, you don't know what happened there until you listen to Alex. Yeah, another really hilarious one is uh, how he uh, proved uh, that the you know, memories of all those thousands of people were just meaningless because they didn't actually die in a terrorist attack. Um, and then right? there's another one where like all those kids got what about, shot. What about Sandy the Hook. kids who didn't get they shot? They didn't get shot. Sandy Hook They're actors, and it's funny actors. because those parents get to go through actors. those moments and see this idiot on television saying those things. Um, and then they get to live with the terror and well, horror of their but incidents. But the good thing is we thought something really terrible happened. Nothing and it didn't. Happened. They're Nothing fine. Happened. The kids are home. They're fine. They're home. They're going to school. I've been to Connecticut. I didn't see any of that. So. See, there you go. And this is this is the real problem because the guy's obviously a terrible human being in every way. <laughs> he's a buffoon um, in every way. He's a buffoon way. in every way. But, I mean, these things actually have consequences with real people. And, and, and yeah. Why did you show Jeffy there? We weren't talking about Jeffy. <laughs> well, they're, they, just, they are lookalikes. They are looking like them. We did say terrible person in every yeah, way. I yeah, guess that's yeah. why they cut over there. Anyway, um, now he's uncovered uh, the latest thing um, that uh, uh, Glenn Beck might be gay. He is super feminine. We should asked him about it, and we came in here and we didn't even ask him about it. That's right. Where? Why is Glenn Beck out to get me? Why is he always attacking me? Starting like ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago, Glenn had never heard of Alex Jones ten years ago. You know, I, I, well, it's funny. I think, bizarrely, I think we had. Yeah. And the reason why mm-hmm. was because we actually interviewed a guy, uh, and we kind of talked about this, I think, on this. Did we have to talk about it on the show? I don't know if we were on or off the We talked about it to a guy who wrote a book about going into the Bohemian Grove. I've mentioned it on the show several times. Yeah. Um, about he went into the Bohemian Grove and penetrated it with Alex Jones and watched the ceremony and found out that it wasn't some, you know, deadly conspiracy theory, but it actually does happen, and there are events there and everything. Um, and he wrote a book about it, and it was really interesting and kind of funny. Really funny guy. Um, and we really liked him. And this is back in the early 2000s when we were in Tampa. Yeah. Um, so it's a long time ago. Um, and so we're, we do that, and then I, the, two months ago, I write to Chris Brady, a guy who works uh, on our digital side, and I say, remember this guest? It was a long time ago. I don't know if you'll remember it. Uh, and so I describe it to him. He digs it up and sends it back to me. And I'm like, ah, there we go. And I was reading the story. And I, this is like two months ago. Uh, the other day, uh, um, uh, we do an interview and uh, I find out it's the same guy. Like, it's John Ronson, the guy who wrote the book about um, So You've Been Publicly Shamed that we had on the air for an hour. Uh, it was that guy that we talked to all those years ago. He went back in like, I think it was 2000 or, uh, or I think it was 2000. Might have been 2002 that he did the trip. We found the book years later, though. It was like 2004, 2003, or something. <clears throat> um, but it was after it was after he became a little bit known for his 9/11 conspiracy theory. But he wasn't, you know. I mean, the president of the United States wasn't quoting his tweets at that point. Uh, and there wasn't even a Twitter. 
honestly, but I was just making a point about Donald Trump. Forget it. Um, so the point is, uh, you know, he's been around for a while, but it has not been we've certainly not been bashing him for 10 years. I mean, we were certainly no. not aware of who no. he was. Not really. Uh, even at this time, we just knew he was a conspiracy guy or something. Um, so, yeah, but maybe that's what he's referring to. Maybe he knew yeah. about that interview. Who knows? Pretty amazing. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, Jones uh, continued uh, his questioning. Glenn Beck would put on makeup. Uh, back in, when Jones said that he knew and met Glenn back in the day. Now, when was this? When the hell was this? I read that, too. He I, says I Glenn, Glenn Beck would put on makeup. He'd like candy butt around, waving his arms in an exaggerated gay fashion. Just to be clear, he was actually just doing that. Do we have that video, by the way? Marissa? Do we have the video of him? We don't have of it. Glenn candy butting around? No, no, yeah, he's, yeah, but the thing is, Alex, in his impression of Glenn, was waving his arms in an exaggerated gay fashion. I, which I wish this, we saw. Um, he is a lying sack of dog crap. Alex Jones never, when did this I don't happen? Think, I honestly do not think they ever met. They've never met. Have you and, I, I don't think so either. I'm Unless, sure The only was, thing I could think of was that maybe what? they ran into each other when he was at CNN. I was and he say, put on makeup maybe. and candy ass around. What is he talking about? But he says, "I knew this guy." What's he talking about? I knew this guy. Back what was in it? The day. Back in the day. The only thing I got was thinking of like Glenn did a show, for example, in Corpus Christi, Texas, when he was like twenty. Like, did he know him way back then? Somehow, I mean, it's not impossible, right? No, I mean, it's I, not impossible. I, I mean, when like Corpus Christi days or no, uh, no way. But I mean, he well, wouldn't even know who Jones he was. Is like forty-two years old. I mean, he is. Yeah, that guy's forty-two years old. Yeah, no. I mean, he looks older than Jeffy. I, I grant. No, he is not forty-two years old, is he? I think he's something like that. Let me see. Uh, let's just uh, take a look at this. Huh? Um, yeah, yeah, he's forty-two. Yeah, forty-two years old. Who knew? I didn't. I thought he was much older than that. I, I, mean, I he thought looks, he was about sixty. He, quite I honestly. mean, for forty-two years old, he looks terrible. Terrible. I mean, jeez. And, and I mean, he looks just like Jeffy, who's he like does. eighty. <laughs> I mean, seriously, when we put the, this picture behind Jeffy, you cannot tell the difference. There, look at that. Look at that right now. Now, do, do the do pose. Do the pose. <laughs> that is you. It's you. <laughs> Here's a conspiracy. There is no Alex Jones. It's only Jeff Fisher. It's, it is legitimately the same person. Now, obviously, you know, Jones is fatter. But other than that... It's fantastic. I mean, think about it. Jeffy is really, <laughs> at his heart, a conspiracy theorist. Like, in his heart. He is. He is. Yeah, he, he wants is. to be. Like, he's smart enough to yes. know that these conspiracies aren't true, but he really wants to believe them. He does. Like, whenever, mm -hmm. oh, hey, uh, there's a report of uh, voter fraud. Uh, like, Jeffy's instinct is to be like, it's true, immediately. Well, and then he reads a story and winds up realizing it's not and, and because he's smart enough he actually comes to the right side of this where jones isn't right i mean jones just believes it and keeps going right but i mean even you what? as a guy who is i think has a little bit of that, of that in him no. you don't even go down the, the roads that alex no. jones goes uh, no. Down. no no not no, even no, close no. not he i mean well to alex jones rabbit holes oh my gosh I, literally i i interviewed the guy i don't know 10 12 years ago in houston and he it was mostly about 9 11 but as i was you know, walking him down the path of how ridiculous that was. Uh, and he would inform me that all of these people who had debunked the 9-11 theories that he had, like popular mechanics, uh, 
they were all CIA operatives. Right. So they were saying it on purpose. And, and they're, yeah, they're just excusing their own government. Right. So you go down that path with him and, and you find out that, you know, not only is there that, there's the JFK stuff. There's the. Well, anything. anything there, in the, any the Gulf of Tonkin stuff. There's the. <laughs> well, he's on Pizzagate now. He's big on Pizzagate. Is he Pizzagate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he is he really? Right. He has to be, right? The, is it a theory? The pedophile yes. government? Right. But he has to be. So Glenn is oh gay, apparently. You know who also broke this story about Glenn being gay was Garth Bunk uh, a couple of oh, seasons that's ago. Right. On the Boy, I wish, we, that's wish right. we had a clip of it. I, 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 it's one of my favorites. I do wish we had a clip of it. We should oh, play we that don't? next week. We should play it next week. It's worth it. Darn. Um, uh, Boy, that, that stinks, huh? <laughs> Shut up. We get it. Uh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, of, um, so he knew uh, I'm not against gay people. Uh, oh, is what uh, Alex Jones said. And I'm not saying he's gay, but let me just tell you, the guy is super feminine, super Nelly. Is that a term? Like, Nelly is, is a term? Super Nelly? It I is for know. a freak like know. him. Okay. This is so weird. Just like his little, when he says candy butt around and stuff, that's all now it this, is. Yeah. And, and this story I came really out. want to know when Alex Jones met Glenn. And I want to know when Glenn put on makeup and pranced around him. In a candy ass sort of way. A candy butt. I, I, I want to. I mean, you put I on makeup for television. Uh, That's why so, I think it, it might, There's no way Alex Jones was ever on one of Glenn's TV shows, though. No, so it can't but he be could have been in, in on the, someone in else's show right? in the building right. and met uh, him. That's possible. It's possible. But Glenn yeah. would remember. I mean, Glenn would have mentioned it. If it was that recent, he would have mentioned it. That's why I was thinking, like, back in the day, if he was an intern at the radio station that Glenn worked at when Glenn was 25, you know, maybe. I mean, it's not that I big of an age difference. Except when Glenn was 25, he would have been about. Ten. Would no, Glenn, I mean, what's Glenn? Glenn, is, Glenn is ten. Well, eleven years older. So he was fourteen years old. I'm sorry, twenty-eight and seventeen. I mean, <laughs> the point is, when Glenn was young, the young well, I was career. I was with him by then, and I know that we never met this guy. That's why right. I was thinking that it might have been. So, it might have been in the same build, just in the building. At maybe CNN. I don't know. It's interesting. I, it's I, I like weird, how we're trying though. to figure and out this guy, how this guy's facts. He just probably just said it with no information, like he does everything else. That's probably right. But yeah, it's it's a weird thing to say. He also, um, there's another, uh, Heat Street has an, an interesting article. Um, in an ironic twist, Alex Jones sits right in the center of a globalist conspiracy. And by globalist, I'm, of course, referring to Acid House, the global sensation electronic music genre you probably never heard of, but your teenage daughter is listening to while taking drugs. Oh. Yes, <laughs> there's a growing mountain of evidence that conspiracy theorists extraordinary. Alex Jones makes Acid House beats on the side. Uncovered by spin, it appears that Jones has quite the music production setup with various synths specifically used to make Acid House. In this image, which you're about to see, and are seeing right now, Alex can be sit, sit, uh, sitting next to what one spin commentator speculates is an electron machine drum. Why would he have that, Pat? Why would he have it? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Why would he have it if he wasn't making know. Acid? I don't know. Acid He's making House Acid music. House music. Uh, in the InfoWars office, there is a framed map linking the Bilderberg Group to their corporate accomplices. What does the image look like? A vinyl record, and Alex Jones is clearly a DJ. I mean, look at this. <laughs> God, I wish I could see that in focus. That's amazing. I yeah. know. See McDonald's and FedEx are in on the globalist conspiracy. That the globalist, globalist conspiracy. That would be really good to look at. Um, wow. In this video, you can see Alex standing in front of a mixer, or monitors, a Roland TR-808 drum machine, a TB-303, and the key gear, which is all, by the way, the key gear. Uh, to me, yeah, that's true. That is a, that is yeah, legitimately it is. a. Mm -hmm. uh, is it possible? <laughs> it is great that somebody's doing this to him. 
doing exactly what he does to everybody else. That's uh, awesome. And then uh, a comment made by a f the official Alex Jones YouTube channel <laughs> was underneath a video by legendary Acid House producer DJ, a guy <laughs> called Gerald. Uh, Alex appears to compliment Gerald on his 303s. InfoWars has not returned uh, request for comment. <coughs> this is real. It. They're covering it up. This is real. It's because similar. I, I don't know that it's actually true, but it's kind of similar to what Samantha B did with Donald Trump can't read, which was yeah. actually really funny. Uh, just kind of take those disparate sort of pieces of information, piece them together into a kind of workable theory, and then go with it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, triple eight seven two seven. Back more patents too coming up. In a By the way, fried cheesecake today oh, on man. spoons, oh. which Oof. I'm very excited about. Oof. Mm. It is Pat and Stu. Uh, we've got the whole bowl slate, the bowl game schedule uh, coming up. And uh, they start really early this year. This December 17th is, I think, the earliest I could ever think of for a bowl game to happen. You know, usually you have most of December to get ready for a bowl game. But, I mean, that's middle of the month. You're playing a bowl game already? That's amazing. Anyway, there are one, two, three, four, five, six. Six bowl games on December 17th, and they all suck. What? The Celebration Bowl. The Celebration Bowl? What is it? This one is sponsored by Cool and the Gang. <laughs> um, it's uh, North... Who is... N NC Central. Is that North Carolina Central yeah. versus Grambling State? Yeah. Oh, that's... Uh, when those two wow. teams get together... You throw out... You throw out the record the Television? Books. You I knew know record books. You knew that. Yes, you knew that. Mm -hmm. uh, the New Mexico Bowl features... Yes, New Mexico versus uh, the University of Texas San Antonio. When those two teams play, you need to. I mean, this whole need, day. You need to keep the record oh, this books because this is why I think Houston gets screwed here, being in the middle of this. Well, Houston, so San Diego State too, because they're ten and two. Or those something. are two good teams. They're, they're both ten and two. I think that that's a really good matchup. Um, so I take it back. They're not all bad. Houston San Diego State. That is a good matchup. That's a good matchup. Those are two tough teams. Um, and I think both of them, let me see, I think they're both 10 and 2. Now, uh, after this, there's basically nothing till December 22nd. No, 10 and 3 and 9 and 3. Um, after this, there's basically nothing till December 22nd when Idaho takes on Colorado State, then followed by. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're trying, to, you're trying to skip the only me meaningful game in the whole season. Uh, and that's BYU Wyoming. <laughs> I mean, when the Cougs and the and the Cowboys oh, match up, oh, you can throw uh, out the the other seventy seven matchups that they've had. Just the seventy seven. <laughs> throw them right out the window. Um, yeah. They used to be, of course, in the WAC together. Then they were in the yeah. Mountain West together. So they've played a lot of times, and that's not a sexy matchup, and everybody knows it. Uh, but uh, but I I still want BYU to win because so they will be they're eight and four. It, B, BYU's eight and four. So they will be nine and four if they can pull that off. Yep. Which is um, a decent season. So when do the real games it. get started? Uh, not to throw the the <laughs> big games. Really, I would say you can start on the twenty seventh uh, with the you have Baylor, the Holiday Boise Bowl. State. Washington yeah. State, Minnesota is pretty good. Yeah, it's a decent matchup. Baylor, Boise, Baylor, State Boise State's a good one. Uh, uh, although Baylor was way down this year. Yeah, 
They were not very good. Uh, 28th, you've got eh, not much. Indiana, Utah. Miami, West Virginia, and Indiana, Utah. Indiana is 6-6. Six six, so, so not good. That's not um, bad. The 29th, you have Oklahoma State, Colorado, which is a big game. That's a good one. Um, In the Alamo one. Bowl. Uh, TCU, Georgia, both those teams are down this year, so that's way not down. a great one. Yeah, way down. Stanford, North Carolina is a pretty good matchup. Stanford's the Orange Bowl Jesus. featuring Michigan and Florida State. That'd be, that's a fun game. That'll be a good game. And they just I saw, heard an game. interview with uh, Harbaugh saying that he was all excited about being out there and watching the uh, watch the, Indi- the Florida State Indian throw his uh, arrow in the center of the field. Be, that's a great tradition. I can't wait to see that. Thanks, Coach Harbaugh. <laughs> I, I hate that. <laughs> Why is that I so just, bad? I Why is that like, bad? I do not like that guy. Why? Uh, and that's an example yes, of it? Because he of wanted to see the Florida yes, State it, Indian throw a zero up. into the field? Shut up. Don't worry about the other team's tradition. <laughs> Why is that so bad? Weird. I don't understand weird. why that's a bad thing. Jeffy is very sensitive on Native American <laughs> issues, as you know. Thank you. Um, Thank they, you. I guess they put this entire Cherokee nation on a reservation. Is that accurate? Those Jeffy? are my people, oh, not sorry. his. I got you guys confused. Uh, um, the, the Chick-fil-A Bowl with Alabama-Washington. Yeah, course, this, that's a playoff, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a playoff. And so is the Fiesta Bowl, Clemson, yeah. Ohio State. So that's that's the semifinal matchup. Yeah, Which strong. is weird. So, so the, the semifinals of the national championship occur on... But with, by the way, two other games, including Louisville, which was at well, yeah, but earlier in the day, right? Yeah. Earlier in the day, but I mean, two other games happened that day, including Louisville, who was in contention to be in the playoff at one point, mm-hmm. um, did not did not wind up getting in there. Mm-hmm. So then you have the two uh, playoff games back to back, three p.m., seven p.m. on ESPN, December thirty first. Then on, Dece- on January 9th the, is the finals in which they match mm-hmm. up for the national championship. The two winners. In between that, for some reason, is. The Outback, Cotton, Rose, and Sugar. Yeah, the two, the four kind of big really bowls. Florida, Iowa, Western Michigan, who is very good this year, uh, Wisconsin, uh, Penn State, USC, Auburn, Oklahoma, all happened on January 2nd in between the two playoff rounds. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Did that not happen? It's weird. I mean, you have that, get the crap out of the way, then you play the playoffs. That's what happens, Jeffrey. Yeah, but then we'd go a whole week without games. No, no you wouldn't. You would just, didn't they last year's schedule... Uh, the it was like just January like third or something was the first round and like January tenth was the second round. Yeah, but I think they played they games in between then too. Yes, I, really? I, yeah, it's weird. They, they seem to do this every year and it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think you're right. I think it should be semifinals, finals, nothing in between. Um, Play all the good games yeah. before that. Right. Um, have you seen the uh, the new uh, uni- uh, uniforms for Navy? The uh, or it's Army's uniforms. They're playing Navy. Yeah, um, are they the camouflage ones? Yeah, check camo? these out. These are um, uh, these are the new ones. Check them out. Okay. And they look a little something. Oh, like this. Oh, uh, there you go. I, th- I thought we had a actual moving picture of it. Yes, we did. We honor the past by retelling stories of valor, courage, and sacrifice. Inspired, humbled, and motivated by the soldiers that came before us. We don their patches, adopt their mottos, and hold their deeds close to our hearts. This year, we honor the 82nd Airborne Division of World War II, the All-Americans. Representing every state, these highly trained and highly disciplined paratroopers were asked to spearhead the invasions of Italy, Normandy, and Holland. 
with little to no reinforcements or relief in the most adverse conditions. Their physical and mental toughness was pushed to the limit. Their unwavering brotherhood and dedication ultimately led to accomplishing their mission. Our uniforms are sewn from memories that tie together the past and the present. That's cool. It's quite a build-up for a football outfit. Uh, it's the United States Army. I mean, they could have done get a better voice guy. <laughs> Did not sound that good. He wasn't terrible. He was, he was, he was, he was fine. Uh, he was fine. Too. Yeah. Wait, I, do, do you really want them spending any more of our tax dollars? No, I don't. <laughs> they they yeah, should have some I guy don't. in the office doing it. In fact, don't even make it. They fact, should probably shouldn't even have teams. Right. right. Uh, so, right. Uh, I mean, what do you want them to do? Dig up John Facenda? <laughs> Army versus Navy. <laughs> yes, that would be that would be cool. But so Army Navy is what this weekend? Uh, I, I don't know. I think so. Sure. And they'll, I guess they'll be wearing those uniforms. So that's very exciting. Fried cheesecake is the only thing that would make us stop talking about football. That's coming up. Okay. Scenic background for uh, shooting. That's what I said. We're in the bowels. Uh, yep, so we have a uh, fried cheesecake. Oh now, this is oh. something I may have tried before. We really want one yeah. fried cheesecake. Yeah, They're, and it's good. So, but I'm going to try this one because okay. this one looks different to me. Totally different. I bet other. it's completely different from anything fried you've ever experienced. Okay, now if you look okay. in there. Oh, oh dang. Dare drop that. And uh, you bastard, don't you dare drop that. <laughs> don't move because we can get that sugar off. Don't lick the sugar off, my Jeffy, just right. lick the sugar. Jeffy, just lick the sugar. Okay, now look inside there. You got like kind of like the... I mean, it looks like they just made a tortilla burrito with cheesecake inside and then deep fried that puppy. Let's uh, give it a whirl. Mmm. I mean... Call me crazy, but I do not think this is low-fat. Well, what's your definition of low? Like, 7,000? It's less than 7,000 fat. I think it's under 7,000. So this is just deep-fried cheesecake is what it's called. Yeah, I think they take the cheesecake bowl and put it in a burrito and drop it in. I got a five. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. It's That's going to get me a, a 13 out of 18. I'll give it an 11. Yeah, I mean, there's something. Could you use a, a raspberry dipping sauce, maybe? Yes. Or strawberry dipping or sauce? Chocolate. Yeah, or chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah, it needs a dipping sauce, but uh-huh. I do like cheesecake plain. Yeah. So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to get a 13. Pretty solid. All right. A dipping sauce would be, that would make that. Maybe. Yeah, I, I'm up to a 15 with a dipping sauce there. Are we supposed to stop eating these now? Well, you've no, eaten all of the tasting foods. You, you, you're supposed to take a bite. It's like a wine tasting, except you're totally hammered. Go ahead, take another bite. 